welcome to this week's edition of Around the League. I would like to thank you for tuning in, and we are going to get it started with the trivia answer to last week's question, uh, which was, who is the last team to repeat as Super Bowl champions? And that was the 2003-2004 New England Patriots. So, um... They were the last team to do it, but as you probably know, the uh, the Chiefs had a chance to do it uh, over the weekend, And uh, but we'll get a little bit more into that later. Uh, before we get to that, we're going to start it off with the MLB. We are now less than a week away from the first spring training game. That will be between the Dodgers and the Padres, so... Um, and there's still there's still a lot of players that do not have a team. Uh, Cody Bellinger, Blake Snell, Matt Chapman, Jordan Montgomery, just to name a few. I mean, those are just the top ones still available. There's a lot of players left, um, and so it'll be interesting to see where they go. Uh, I will definitely be watching that a lot because spring training is coming up super fast, and I'm. I, I will be watching, you know, the MLB news over the next couple of days uh, very intently. But to me, it's just fascinating that there is this number of players that are still do not have a team and we're this close to spring training starting. So, um, but uh, a couple players that are signing those contracts, uh, Yasmani Grandal is signed with the Pirates on a one-year, two-and-a-half-million dollar contract. And then Jorge Soler is going to sign with the Giants on a three-year, $42 million contract. And then Clayton Kershaw is re-signing with the Dodgers on a one-year deal. So he will stay in L.A. as his career kind of winds down. Uh, there were a lot of people that were thinking maybe he might go to the Rangers. He was born and raised in Dallas, so people were thinking that he might go there, but he is staying with the Dodgers. Robert Manfred, the commissioner of the MLB, is going to step down in 2029. Uh, that will be nearly 15 years as the commissioner of baseball. He took over in 2015 for Bud Selig, um, and so his, he will step down in 2019. And then our second topic of the day is some college basketball rankings. And my top five is actually the same as the AP poll. And I did not do this, you know, try to be the same, but I really agree with how they did it. This is one of the first times that I've really agreed with, uh, their top rankings, but uh, and number one is UConn, following, followed by Purdue and Houston. And then at the four is Marquette. And at the five is Arizona. Those are five teams. I think one of those five will win it all this year. I can definitely see UConn repeating. Um, Purdue is very strong. Zach Eady uh, really helps them a lot. And then Houston, very good defensively. Uh, Marquette, they have had um, some struggles. Same with Arizona. They've both been ranked outside the top 10 this season. But, you know, they've kind of been up there and then went down, but then worked their way back up. And so, um, but 
through this last stretch of the season, if we can just see some consistency from them, I think uh, they have a very good shot to um, to win it all. And then at number six is kind of a dark horse in the conversation for the championship and the tournament in March um, is Iowa State. They have a very good team. It's very fun to watch them, and uh, I'm putting them on number six. And then number seven is Duke. So you kind of have Iowa State, who no one really thinks of as a basketball school. And then you got Duke, who, you know, who doesn't think of them as a basketball school. So uh, lots of lots of diversity uh, in this top ten. And then number eight is North Carolina. Number nine is Kansas. And number ten is Auburn. Uh, so that is the top 10. And then just outside of the top 10, at number 11 is Tennessee. Number 12 is Illinois. Uh, number 13 is Baylor. 14 is Dayton. 15 is Creighton. 16 is St. Mary's. Uh, at the 17 is South Carolina. 18, Virginia. 19, Kentucky. And in the 20 is FAU. And they had a lot of success in last year's tournament, so they are hoping that they can uh, repeat that and maybe get a little bit farther this year. And at 21 is Alabama, 22 is BYU, 23 is TCU, 24 is Wisconsin, and coming in at the 25 is Texas Tech. So we have a lot of different conferences, a uh, good amount of SEC, Big 12. Those are kind of... Uh, the big ones, not a whole lot of Big Ten. Um, it's like uh, a couple Big East, um, some ACC. So definitely spread out, uh, which is fun to see. And then uh, going more into some scores from the past week, some upsets and some uh, good games. The Rutgers upset Wisconsin and handed them their fourth straight loss. Uh, the score of that one was 78-56. to So uh, Wisconsin kind of going through a rough stretch. Uh, they did win um, last week, so they kind of regained their footing, but... Uh, yeah, just going through a pretty pretty rough stretch of the season. Uh, Michigan State upset Illinois, eighty-eight to eighty. Kansas got past Baylor, sixty-four to sixty-one in a Big Twelve ranked matchup. Uh, Marquette handled St. John's, eighty-six to seventy-five. St. John's has kind of been uh, dangerous to some of those top teams in the Big East, but Marquette able to uh, get past them. And then um, Texas A&M upset Tennessee 85-69, to and Gonzaga beat Kentucky 89-85, to so kind of a rare non-conference game at this time of year, um, but between two basketball powerhouses, Gonzaga kind of having a down year this year. Um, but they got the win versus Kentucky. And then Iowa State beat TCU 71 to 59. Texas Tech upset Kansas 79 to 50. Syracuse upset North Carolina 86 to 79. And Auburn blew out South Carolina uh, 101 to 61 by 40 points. So 
that definitely helped Auburn's case, put them at number 10. And South Carolina, they were looking really good. They have a super good record, but they just haven't had that tough, tough of a schedule. And they fell quite a ways in my rankings um, because of that game. Because that was kind of a chance for them to prove themselves. Of They are a legit contender, but just not a great showing from them in that one. And some games to watch in the upcoming week. Marquette versus UConn. That's a top five matchup in the Big East. That should be a very good game. I know for sure I will be watching that one. Uh, then we have Kentucky versus Auburn in the SEC. Uh, heading over to the Big 12, we have Texas Tech versus Iowa State and then Iowa State versus Houston. So Iowa State going through a rough patch in their schedule. Uh, if they can pull out those two wins, I do not see a reason why they don't pull into the top five uh, if they do beat Houston. And then the last one of the week, UConn versus Creighton in the Big East. So lots of Big 12, lots of Big East action coming up this week. That should be fun to watch. In the NBA, the All-Star Weekend is upon us, and it starts tonight at 6 o'clock Central with the Celebrity Game. And then tomorrow uh, is the Skills Night with the Skills Challenge, the three-point contest, and the Sabrina versus Curry three-point contest. Uh, WNBA's best shooter versus the NBA's best shooter. That one, I am very excited to watch. And then the slam dunk competition, as they always have that too. That is at 6 o'clock on Saturday. And then on Sunday at 7 o'clock Central is the All-Star Game. Going back to the East vs. West format, um, the past couple of years they had done where they had captains and then they drafted, which was pretty fun. Um, but going back to the classic East versus West this year. And then in the NFL, I'm sure everyone's heard by now. You probably watched the game. Uh, if you didn't, I'm sure you've heard about it. But the Chiefs beat the 49ers 25-22 to uh, in overtime. One of the few Super Bowls to go into overtime. And um, the 49ers elected to receive the ball. And... Um, they did not get a touchdown. I believe they went for a field goal and then the Chiefs went down the field and scored a touchdown to win it. Uh, the 49ers did say after the game that they did not know the overtime rules. And then a couple of players came out and said that, uh, they did have knowledge of the rules. So it's kind of a weird situation there. I don't know if that was kind of an excuse, but, um, Yes, the Chiefs won this year's Super Bowl. Uh, it was their second in a row, and uh, they are already talking three-peat for next year. And then college baseball is starting this weekend, and I'm going to really start getting uh, in-depth uh, next week. I think I'm going to be kind of focusing on one conference each week. Um, but the games that I will be watching in the opening weekend – we have uh, Mary versus University of Illinois Springfield, Wichita State versus Little Rock, and UC San Diego versus San Jose State uh, for the night game. So those are the three games I'm going to be watching. There's 
a lot of good games. Wake Forest is the preseason number one. Uh, I believe the defending champion LSU is number four. Um, so college baseball, super excited. Uh, it's always always fun to watch it. It's really different than a lot of the other college sports. So, um, but yeah, season is coming up, and um, which is very exciting. Um, so before I let you go, I do have a new trivia. As you might know, Caitlin Clark broke broke the women's Division One scoring record uh, last night. She had 49 points that game, which was a career high, and so she is now the record holder in women's. She is 99 points away from breaking the all-time Division One scoring record. And my trivia this week is who has the most NCAA Division I points all time. Total points, not points per game. So who is Kaylin Clark 99 points away from passing? So I'll give you a week to think about that one and um, have your answers ready for next week when I give you the answer. So once again, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it and we'll see you next week on Around the League.